another episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast. No empathy, no remorse, perhaps impaired memory and cognition. What is going on here? Well, we may very well be experiencing a case of amygdala hijacking. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to get into exactly what that is and why it causes these kind of behaviors and symptoms where somebody who loved you and had feelings for you can be so cold and distant and business-like, less expressive. All right, so what we're going to do in this episode of the podcast is we're going to dig into amygdala hijacking. So we're going to talk about what it is, what, what causes it, the symptoms and the behaviors so that we can have a thorough understanding of this phenomena that you see all the time, especially in relationships, especially when you have a separation, a divorce, a breakup of some kind of a issue that causes stress or tension um, and then activates amygdala hijacking. So amygdala hijacking causes what it is, symptoms and behavior. Second, we're just going to talk about the spectrum of how this operates. It can operate on a different spectrum, say left to right, 1 through 10. can be activated by kind of a lower level chronic stress state and lasts for a long time. And it can be triggered by intense episodes of fear or threat where somebody goes into an intense episode of amygdala hijack. And we're going to talk about the, the spectrum of that and how that works. Then we're going to talk about how to successfully handle amygdala hijacking through your behaviors, your free and loving ways, using your force powers, and also how uh, the hijacking process can rotate uh, back and forth with elements of openness and vulnerability. And it's the kind of the waves and the dance that happens. All right, so... Um, let's get into what amygdala hijack is so we understand it. So basically, it's triggered by a sense of someone, someone is experiencing some kind of threat to themselves. And it could be a threat to their autonomy, for example, their sense of control, their choice. It could be a, th- a threat to their physicalness. It could be a tra- threat to their emotional state. Some kind of threat that is triggering it moves a person into what's called flight or fight flight or fight mode, that in turn triggers the amygdala hijack. So what exactly occurred, and a real quick example would be, by the way, my wife comes to me, she's talking about a separation or divorce, and I do not accept it. (laughs) And I tell her, you, you said you loved me two weeks ago, what are you talking about? Things are great. And she's, you know, not feeling accepted, and I'm telling her how I'm gonna fight for her and change this. Highly likely, my non-acceptance is a threat to her self-autonomy, right? Her emotional state, her sense of control, her choice. And it's going to move her into a a higher state of amygdala hijack. All right, so that's an example. What happens now when somebody goes into amygdala hijack? Basically, what happens is the amygdala overrides and suppresses other functions of the brain. Now, remember, the amygdala is very ancient and old. It's developed far, far in time back, hundreds of thousands, millions of years ago, before the prefrontal cortex. Prefrontal cortex has to do with cognition and personality and logic and things like that, right? 
So when somebody's under threat, the ancient amygdala, which has about 10 times the number of neurons as the prefrontal cortex, where other things, you know, personality, culture, and those kind of things exist, the amygdala overrides and suppresses that. And so basically it suppresses three things, emotions, cognition, and memory. The more intense the bout of amygdala hijack is, the more it will suppress those things. So I've seen people, I've experienced it, where somebody had an intense episode and the things they were saying to me made no sense at all. Their memory was impaired, their cognition was impaired. So that was why. So when somebody is um, suppressed like that, their emotions, cognition, and memory, they have an overriding focus and becomes very narrow. It's like a, like a circuit breaker that overrides everything. And their simple focus is on survival to some degree. The extreme example is I'm walking down the street, somebody comes out and pulls out a giant sword <laughs> they're going to attack me with. I don't really think about anything except what? How do I get out of here, right? So I'm not thinking about the love I have for my girlfriend or my parents or anybody else, you. I'm thinking, how do I get out of here as fast as I can? I'm not thinking about anything else. That's an extreme example of amygdala hijack. It will hijack the rest of my brain and put me on autopilot. And I will immediately flight or fight mode. Do I f flee or fight? He's got a giant sword. I don't have anything. I'm not armed. I probably want to run and get away from this maniac. Okay, so when um, somebody is in this heightened state of amygdala hijack, what happens? They become colder. Why? Because their other emotions are shutting down. They become more businesslike. They become less expressive, more short in, in terms of how they speak. Um, they might become more limited in how they interact with me in terms of their time or text messages or phone, or they might not want to be talking on the phone at all. They're going to limit more intimate venues, okay? And so whenever you see somebody becoming more cold, more distant, more less expressive, that usually tells you they are going into some kind of an amygdala hijack. And you can see it when, when especially I've seen, I've seen women and men, but women go through this and, and people will talk and say like, she does, she's a different person. She doesn't seem to care about her kids anymore. Um, why? Because those emotions to a great degree are being suppressed. She's in survival mode. So she doesn't want to hear about how the things she's doing are affecting other people at that time. Survival mode makes the person go inward and act in a much more selfish manner. Okay, just so you know that. How do we deal with this to have success then? Okay, so go back to the example, my wife coming coming towards me, wants a separation, a divorce. Instead of resisting it, which creates tension and stress and threatens her self-autonomy, I'm going to be a free and loving man. I'm going to be a superior man, make David Data proud. I'm going to be the captain of the ship, the cunning red fox. And so I'm going to be accepting of her. I'm going to be supportive, respectful. I'm going to acknowledge what she says, and I'm going to allow her to feel feel heard. So she comes to me and says, I want a divorce. I say, hey, I, I, I can understand how hard this is for you, right? I use the AEP model, acceptance, empathy, and pivot. 
and I'm accepting of her. I tell her I'm going to support her and all those right things. After that conversation, do you think she will still be in some level of hamidgala hijack? Answer, think about it, answer. The answer is yes, she still will be. So even though you've done everything right, she's still on a spectrum, one to 10 somewhere, of amygdala hijack. Well, why is that? Well, because she doesn't fully trust you yet in what you're saying. It's extremely abnormal when a woman comes to a man and says she wants a separation, divorce, breakup for the man to be loving about it, accepting, supportive, acknowledging, respectful, all those types of things. So even though you might do knock it out of the park, home run, she's going to have her doubts. She's not, and she probably doesn't fully believe you from your past behavior. So when I'm accepting her in that conversation, she might be on a scale of one to 10, like maybe a seven or a six. I don't know. If I don't accept it when she comes to me, she might be at a nine or a 10, um, somewhere, probably not 10, but nine, eight, at a much higher level. So doing it, she's more open than she would be if I didn't accept it, which gives me an advantage because the less the grip, the, the, the vice grip that the, that the amygdala has on the prefrontal cortex to suppress it, the more open somebody is. That's why meditation works, to open the mind and body. When somebody's meditating, they're relaxing themselves in a calm space and they're more open, right? Open means I can accept more things. Closed, the, the vice grip of the amygdala means that the emotions shut down. Thinking shuts down. Rationality, cognition, memory are all suppressed. So... Me being accepting of my partner when she comes to me for a separation has lots of advantages um, because it's going to serve as a focal point, a genesis moving forward for me to penetrate her more with my forced powers and my free and loving ways, okay? All right, so the more that I am accepting, I respect her boundaries, I acknowledge her, I kind of mirror her, I call it mirror plus, so I'm kind of mirroring her, her language and, and, and how she talks to me to some degree. Maybe I'm probably just a little bit more friendly if she's cold, but not too much because I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable, right? What happens over time if I do that, she then sees and feels these things. She starts to learn to trust it and she opens up and slowly becomes more vulnerable, right? And so as she's becoming more vulnerable and more open to me, I can then penetrate her more with my positive, free and loving ways, my forced powers. But usually what happens is, as we're going through this, I call it the waves come in, the waves go out, or the dance. As she becomes more vulnerable, it triggers her fears again, see? And because she doesn't fully trust me yet. So as she becomes more vulnerable, it triggers her fears. And then her fears triggering, she goes back into some kind of a increased or heightened uh, amygdala hijack and then becomes more cold again. Now, for people who've been through this, it can be very confusing because the woman can be very open. And then all of a sudden, she retreats and she's cold again. And many people who've experienced this will have a lot of doubts, like they'll think like they've lost her. It will not happen as long as when she retreats, you do not chase her. You, she retreats, because if you chase her when she retreats, it reinforces her fear, the amygdala hijack gets stronger, right? So that's how it works. 
You want them to come out of amygdala hijack, don't chase. So if you're being, doing good work and you're, you're, you're free and loving, force powers, the cunning red fox, captain of the ship, superior man like David Data, all the stuff we talk about, you're gonna move her into a more open space, but likely what happens is she'll become vulnerable and she'll rotate back into the defensive amygdala hijack state, right? And then as she rotates back into that, I think of like a, a swirling hurricane. You know, as David Data talks about the feminine, it's like a vast storm, directionless, but lots of immense energy. That's kind of what this is. As you, as it rotates back into cold, you accept, respect, don't chase, acknowledge, respect the boundaries. And then she feels that again, and then she becomes, rotates back into a more vulnerable mode. And then when she's more vulnerable, you can, you're, you can be a little bit more expressive with her. You show the force powers, free and loving ways. She probably will start to feel a little vulnerable, and then she'll retreat. Now this is why you don't want to push things and, and over, overstep your boundaries. She opens up, don't try to barge through the door, right? Be respectful of that. Because if you try to barge through the door and try to get a whole bunch accomplished when she opens up the door a little, it'll reinforce her fears because she'll say, God, I, I can't open the door a little without him barging through. So I'm gonna be really careful about doing it again. See how this works and how you, you're conditioning her behavior? She opens up, you, you reciprocate in kind. She becomes a little bit more vulnerable. She retreats, you let her retreat. She goes into amygdala hijack, you respect it. She comes back out and a little bit more vulnerable. Every time you go through this cycle, if you do it the right way, she's being conditioned to trust you more. And so a lot of times what it takes is just perseverance and going through it over and over and over and over. Learn conditioning, it's how it works. So if you may very well be on the path to success in experiencing this rotating storm cloud like this, right? That means you're, you're on the right track. If your behavior is bad and you're not accepting and not loving and not supportive and all that stuff, and she stays cold, you're on the wrong path, right? Your behavior will dictate these types of things. Good positive, free and loving behavior, rotating storm cloud, you're, you're doing good work, all right? Keep in mind that until they come out of this storm cloud, their empathy for what they might have put you through, you know, their, their remorse for things they might have done when they're experiencing hypomania and kind of acting crazy. Other things they might have done that might have been hurtful towards you. They won't acknowledge that until they come out of the amygdala hijack to some degree, right? To a, to a high degree. Because amygdala hijack is suppressing all that, right? So they won't allow themselves, amygdala hijacking won't allow them to be in touch with those emotions. Many, many times those emotions are all there. Like the, the love that they had for you, the attachment, the caring, it's there. It's suppressed. And how we get it out is through this process we just talked about. So if you're looking for your partner to feel sorry about things they might have done for you or uh, empathy for you for the 
situation, the ordeal, even after you've been extremely free and loving, doesn't happen until they come out of this amygdala hijack phase, right? And there could be other factors that are besides you that are causing them to be in, in the amygdala hijack, other things that are providing a threat to them, which could be interfering with it as well. So keep that in mind. The other thing, like I said, a lot of times when somebody's going through this, men, women, it'll appear like many ways that they don't have the same level of empathy and caring for their kids. But this is why. Because the amygdala hijack suppresses these things. When they come out of this, they will then experience, you know, sorrow, regret, remorse for how things that they've done. But you have to let it come out in its natural course of behavior. It's very, very difficult to say, don't you care about your kids anymore? She will become very threatened by that, so don't say things like that. All right, so I hope this podcast was helpful to understand this phenomena that happens, that drives somebody that had caring and love for you that can be so cold and businesslike and distant. And it's even more crazy when it rotates in the storm cloud and it goes between vulnerability, openness, expressiveness, and closed off. If you follow the course of action and you're free and loving, accepting, respectful, uh, all those things we talk about, you can slowly move her to a place where she can then be fully open, trust you, vulnerable, and demonstrate and express her love for you. And that's where we want to end up. So thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Climbing Henge Podcast. <laughs>